She's alive. Alive! No, well, wait, wait, yeah. Essentially yeah. third host. <laughs> third host. Occasional co-host. Occasional co-host. Tri-host. Tri- yes. You Occasional are. three-way podcaster. Yeah. Caroline is our third. Ooh. In more ways than one. Ayo. Ayo. Okay, so for our lead-in question this week, I want to ask a question. It's a simple question. It could be answered in like a couple couple of sentences, maybe more. You're committing me to a lot. I am. And my question to you is, if you were to create your own haunted house, give me, and it can be as many as you want, but at least two songs that you would want to play in said haunted house. Are you saying that this is a haunted house that I would build that people would walk through and be scared by? Or an actual house that's haunted that I would be haunting as a ghost? Ooh! I like that scenario as well. So I'll do a haunted house you pay to get into. You can do house that you're haunted. Okay. I like both of those scenarios. But in this this case, I was talking about... Because Grace and I were just texting about how we're going to quit our jobs and get in the haunted house business. (laughs) Um, This is a very lucrative, rewarding business. (laughs) It's very uh, uh, very centralized in Lockport <laughs> and uh, in Elgin. I feel like that would be a great investment. I know. It's something that's that you what should, we thought. Why buy a house when you could buy a haunted ex- house? <laughs> exactly. Build a haunted house in a warehouse. It that would last for longer than a lifetime. <laughs> Anyway, my number one, Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson. Yes, absolutely. But that's a copycat because it was playing when we were in the hallway at Hell's Gate. Hell's Gate? Hell's Gate. Yeah. Um, And it was just like they kept pushing us into rooms, but we kept coming out into the same hallway and it was just the beautiful people, the beautiful people. Uh And Ellie and I were like, (laughs) headband, we're like, let us stay in here. Um, so that's number one. And the second is Burn the Witch by Queens of the Stone oh, Age. Oh, yeah. That would be good. That is such a fucking underrated song. It is a really good song. Yes. I like that. The reason we got on this topic is we were talking about Bury a Friend by Billie Eilish. I was going to, that was going to be mine. Yeah. I was going to say, definitely Bury a Friend would be, well, I mean, if we're thinking about myself as a ghost in this situation. Wait, wait, wait. Billy. <laughs> so Billy Eilish Barry from would be yours. Yeah, it'd be one of them and then the other one would be that what who sings that end of the world song that's in Girl Interrupted when Britney Murphy's character kills herself. Oh god. Oh. Don't they it's, know yes. it's the end of the world. I would do it in like a Oh, oh god, you crushed it. Yeah. <laughs> And it would be like, it would be coming from like a really staticky old radio. And so it would be a little off key because it would be like. (laughs) (laughs) See, but that brings me to one that I always think of when I think of haunted houses, which is um, the song you always sing it. It's Brenda Lee. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. 
I hate it. This would be so fucked up in the haunted house. Yeah. Sounds like see that sounds like something that you would hear at like the very end of a horror film. Mm-hmm. Yes, or like it's like the tiptoe through the tulips type. That's what shit. I was yeah. when the, before yeah. you started playing that. That's what I was trying to get at the tiptoe through the tulips. That sounds like something you would hear in like a very violent slash. And then they yeah. would play a really calming song at the end. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's kind of like um, as like the final girl like pulls her way out. Yeah, of the yeah. Casket and or she's something. like, my boobs falling off. Yeah. My leg's broken, but yes. I'm limping down the road and the cops are coming. And yeah. then, then she gets dragged back in. No, that's just 31, which is so upsetting. That was so, That's a whole other episode on 31. But that's like Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, they had that like slow, like kind of like pleasant music and it was disturbing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's like that. the perfect well, thing for a haunted and house. And this is also like... For anyone who has ever seen Girl Interrupted, this song is ruined because it's like when Winona finds Brittany Murphy's Brittany, character Brittany oh, Murphy dead. hung, hung in, in the, the shower yeah. with her wristlet. And I was like, trigger, 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 trigger. It's a very trigger. upsetting moment. And I was like 12 yeah. Yeah. when so I watched it the first time. Hey, don't you be talking shit about my dad's rotisserie chicken. It's what I eat. I think if I were to... My haunted house would be probably like entirely the Deftones. Deftones and then like maybe like a little bit of orgy. I would go like, I would definitely go like a new metal situation. We're going full fifth grade. I would go full fifth grade. I would go orgy. I would go Marilyn Manson. Maybe some Nine Inch Nails. Slipknot, Nine Inch Nails. That would be my like dream, which I feel like most of them already do. We're, like we said, Elgin. Elgin. Addison. Addison. Fucking, yeah. Lockport was the solid. Lockport. Lockport. What was, where did we... Um, did you know there was a panther recovered at a bar in Lockport? I'll tell you what, I always have a great time in Lockport. Every time I've been there, we have a laugh we riot. Do. We, we do. We do have a laugh riot, but we never go out. We only go to their haunted establishments. I know. And I just, I'll tell you what, I live for those kind of people. The people that just, the people that work, like, security at haunted houses. Oh, yeah. Ah, they've seen some They've seen some shit. shit. And yeah. so when you're nice to them and, like, engage with them, they're like, hell yeah. Remember when I we love it. like got to, I love it. We got to cut the line at Hell's Gate. We showed them our tickets and they were like, "All right, just go." Yeah. Cuz we were like, "The beautiful people." Yeah, the beautiful they were people. really cool. Whatever they were playing. Wait, no, they were playing like emo out in the line. It'd be creepy to have a haunted house that was like just bright eyes. Just like oh! very very depressing. Oh, yeah. Very quiet and whispering and just sad. Elliot Smith just for, Yes. Oh or oh, yes. brand new, a little yeah. bit yes. brand new. Oh or just like good. a bunch of beach boys. Like just like <laughs> the beach boys. I mean like did you guys see us? Yes. Yeah. Isn't isn't there like a murder scene in that where the beach boys is Yeah, playing? they yeah. talk about good vibrations. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good yeah. like I like songs that aren't supposed to be creepy in creepy situations. Yeah. I think it, it makes it Yeah. Oh, I know. Totally. It makes it better. Yeah. That's I like why it. I love tiptoe through the tulips for the insidious movies. Tip- Wait, 
What's the one from American Horror Story? No, um, I know you belong to someone new. Yeah. That one. That's the one I like. Mm-hmm. I went through a phase where I sang that for like three weeks and Emily was like, shut the fuck up, babe. And I was like, I can't stop. It got into your head. Yeah, it did. So what are we, um, uh, talking talking about? about? (laughs) So today we are talking about unexplained human phenomena. Phenomena. (laughs) Phenomena. Um, (laughs) don't make me whistle, wheeze. (laughs) It's my fire. (sighs) So today I'm going to be talking a little bit about spontaneous human combustion. Woo! Which is something that I think we all were very traumatized by in the 90s because there was like a lot of content about it. Yes, there really was. Why do we know so much about fucking spontaneous human combustion? It was that book. It was Unexplained Phenomena and it was in my sixth grade classroom. I can envision where it was on the bookshelf. It was like a textbook and it had. Was it like one of those like eyewitness ones? Yes, yes. And it had like a very colorful cover, and then it was, was it just, next to the Guinness World Records yes, books? Yeah, sure was. Or like the Ripley's books, yep. and it was just a man sitting with just his shoes. Yeah, and then a big stain on a chair. That's exactly what's seared into my fucking brain. But so you saw the book too? Absolutely. So and why I are you talking? I saw a TV show with that. Yeah, image. the TV show. So. In the 1990s, there was just a barrage of content out there scaring and scarring children like us about spontaneous human combustion. And I just legitimately remember going to sleep every night and being like, I really hope I don't burn up at night. (laughs) I just imagined like my mom coming in in the morning and then finding my bed just like still there but there's just like a burn spot on it and then like my arms and feet and maybe like my skull <laughs> I mean if there. there was one way to go like to spontaneously just like blow up would be kind of to legit. blow up would be fine but if you were burning if to you, death from the inside I just don't think that, that would be a would fun time that would not be great maybe that's what this heartburn has been leading I've had heartburn for four years <laughs> um, that's a slow burn of spontaneous human combust so bye everybody so, um, spontaneous human combustion, what it is, it's the term for the concept of combustion of a living or recently deceased human body without oh. an apparent external source of ignition. People are found burnt up and nothing around them is burnt. And a lot of times that their feet are still, att- like, their feet are just, like, on the ground and unburnt. Sometimes there's their skull is there, but shrunken. Ew! So like they, it's like they get they burn super 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 hot, but like the things that they're sitting on aren't burned up. Shrinky dance. Their whole apartments don't burn down, and like it's just them. It's just them. So like it doesn't like they're not usually smoking cigarettes, Mm -hmm. which you know would make sense. You drop, but even if you dropped a cigarette on your shirt and your shirt caught on fire. Would you take your shirt off? Well, and if you caught on fire, wouldn't the thing that you're sitting on burn? Right. Like, well, that's terrible. My uncle is a firefighter, and he used to tell, like, horrendous stories. Um, he was like, don't ever fucking smoke in your house. Yeah. 
Because he was the the dead bodies he saw from like cigarette oh, deaths. That was oh, before yeah. the safety paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, smoking he, in bed specifically, I think, is really bad yeah. because the mattress will just, especially like in oh, the seventies yeah. when yeah. it was all made of like polyester. polyester. Yeah. We just were a walking wick. Yeah, everywhere we went. In the British Medical Journal in 1938, they covered this. Uh, an article by Ellie Perry cited an 1823 published book called Medical Jury Prudence? I mean, come, that's not a word. Okay, calm down. Like, we Jury get it. You're prudence? a doctor. <laughs> um, so this has been around a long time. Like, cases of spontaneous human combustion have happened, like, going back to, like, biblical times. There's, like, right. things about people, like, burning up. And that was, like, oh, God struck him down. But, like... Ooh. What really happened, you know? Like, Ooh. wouldn't so, that be really fucked up if somebody proved that it like was God striking people <laughs> down? I mean, and he was just like pew pew. No, if I had the Some power to listen. spontaneously human combust people, I might use it not for good things. <laughs> Some people listening to this are gonna be like, he did. Yeah, and we're gonna be. Like, that's okay. that's you do what you. What was the bush? The burning bush of Jericho. That was a spontaneous bush combustion. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, but and it's a different type. But uh, oh, way oh, bringing a new term to fire crotch. Uh, anyway, Ayo. so a lot of the cases that had been recorded at the time in 1938 had these things in common. The victims were usually chronic alcoholics. Okay. They were usually elderly women. Their hands and feet usually fell off and were found unburnt. (laughs) What the fuck? And the fire caused very little damage to combustible things that were in contact with the body. So if they were sitting on a couch, it didn't burn the couch. It just left like a burn mark, but it didn't, the couch didn't start on fire. So it's almost like all the alcohol in their body like caught a flame. And the what? The combustion of the body has left a gray residue of greasy ashes, very offensive in odor. Ooh, greasy. Yeah. <sighs> like if you see I've looked at pictures of some of these that are mm-hmm. pretty gross and they're just like <laughs> they're feet, they are like grease slicks. They're like feet sitting there and then just like ash piles. But it's the fat. It's the body's yeah. fat yeah. that gets left behind. Um, so that's what makes it greasy. Yeah, so alcoholism is a very common theme in cases where people have been found like this. Well, then they are little walking wicks. Basically, yeah, so they so one theory of this is that the people drink like the alcohol that they're drinking, especially in the past when people were drinking alcohol that like was not really filtered or that was basically yeah that was basically just like what you put in your car or what you'd put like what you'd use like to take your nail polish off or whatever (sighs) that like is still combustible when it goes into your stomach and so if you have some sort of gases in there oh my god so there's a couple cases so I'm gonna just talk about a couple cases of this please there's some there's some weird shit that's uh gone on (laughs) Um, the one that's like the most famous is this woman named Mary Reeser. So Mary was 67 years old. She lived by herself in an apartment in St. Petersburg, Florida. She had an adult son who was a doctor and he had come by the night before she was found just hanging out with her, talking to her. I guess he like gave her some sleeping pills or something or some, I think it was like, he gave her some Xanax or something. So she wasn't sick? Calm her down. No, she wasn't sick. She was, she was doing fine. I hate it. I hate it. That means it could happen to anyone. Um, so on July 2nd, 1951 at about eight o'clock in the morning, right before our nation's birthday, 
right before our nation's birthday, Mary Reeser was found when her landlady tried to deliver a telegram, which is kind of a blast from the past. She knocked on the door, no one answered, so she tried the handle, because I guess they were like friendly like that or something. Can you imagine if it was a singing telegram? It probably was. Oh, what a Hello, night- my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime guy. Does anyone watch This Is Us? No. No. The big... What are you, what are you giving me that? The rest of America watches it. Besides I mean, you two. The rest of America also watches The Big Bang Theory, Grace. Bazinga. Ooh, The Big Bang Theory. That was pretty uh, insensitive to Mary. Am I right? <laughs> oh. <Ew>. Um... <laughs> So, Pansy Carpenter was the landlord. Pansy! She tried to deliver a singing telegram. She was wearing a... Big Bang Theory sweatshirt. A Big Bang Theory. She was cosplaying as Penny in the Big Bang Theory. You watch it! I know the characters' names. It's everywhere. Uh, She tried the door, uh, but she found that the metal doorknob was uncomfortably warm to touch, so she called the police. Oh. Um, They say that's the first thing to... So, Mary Reeser's remains, which were largely ashes, they were found among the remains of a chair in which she'd been sitting. She was sitting in the corner of the chair. Only part of her left foot, which was wearing a slipper, and her backbone remained, along with her skull, which had been shrunk. Ugh. So her skull was, like, tiny. Shrinky things. Yeah. Like her slipper wasn't burned? Nope, her slipper wasn't burned. And I'm guessing it was like. And she was wearing pantyhose, too. So you can, (gasps) if you look, there's pictures you can see Mm -hmm. of her foot. We'll post it. No. Where, like, this foot is just chilling, wearing pantyhose, and a slipper is on her foot. Just so, yeah, her skull was uh, sometimes, descri- is sometimes described with the added flourish of being the size of a teacup. Which, like, there's a lot of different Ooh. sizes of teacups. So I'm no, sure. but, like, I'm... Yeah, like a tea set, a fancy teacup. So the extent of the shrinkage was large enough to be remarked upon by the local officials. And it was an illusion. It was not an illusion. Initially, people thought maybe it's an illusion because, like... This All of the facial yeah. features are gone, and, like, her skull is just small. But no, like, her skull was actually too small to, like, have held her brain inside of it. Like, oh, what happened to her brain? Did it get liquefied? It probably burned up. So, um, on July 7th, right after our nation's birthday, 1951... R.I.P. The St. Petersburg police chief sent a box of evidence to the FBI director, J. Edgar Hoover, who was an asshole, um... FBI guy extraordinaire, hater of communism, hater of black people. Hmm. A lot of, uh, maybe some amphetamines were thrown up in there. I don't actually know. I just think everyone was doing amphetamines. Uh, Yeah, Benny's were like the jam in the day. And he included a note saying, we request information or theories that could explain how a human body could be so destroyed and the fire confined to such a small area and so little damage done to the structure of the building and the furniture in the room, not even scorched or damaged by smoke. I guess the walls weren't scorched, just the ceiling above where she had burned was scorched. But the entire rest of the room was completely normal, and her chair wasn't even totally destroyed. Mm. So she burned from the inside out. Yeah. So what the FBI declared was that Reeser had been incinerated by the wick effect. She was a known user of sleeping pills, and they hypothesized that she had fallen unconscious while smoking and set fire to her nightclothes. 
Once the body starts to burn, the FBI wrote in his report, there is enough fat and other inflammable substances to permit varying amounts of destruction to take place. Mm. Sometimes the destruction by burning will proceed to a degree which results in almost complete combustion of the body. Okay. So a lot of these are contribute. So the wick effect is this theory of, like, basically because of the alcohol... And, like, women have more fat on their bodies. Right. And older women, especially, usually yeah, carry fat true. in their boobs. And, and this is just basically that what yeah. you were saying, humans are walking wicks. And so they might, you know, bump into a candle or drop their cigarette on themselves and then mm-hmm. just, like, go up in flames. Do you want to hear a couple other ones? Yeah, yes. I do. Okay. UFOs? No. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe. It could be aliens. It, so, I, I mean, mean, we're just going to... I mean, it's usually... There's a couple that actually sound like they could... It was aliens, in my opinion. <gasps> okay, I'm So, here. this one is Henry Thomas. He was a 73-year-old man. He was living in South Wales in England. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I think England. Wales is just, like, its own thing. But, yeah, know, Wales, I should know yeah. this. I did study abroad. So, policemen and forensic scientists deduced from Thomas's remains that he had been sitting comfortably in his easy chair when he somehow caught fire near the top of his body and burned to death. Ooh. It was an intense fire that left all of Mr. Thomas incinerated except for his legs below the knees and, again, his skull. That's terrible. His, com- <gasps> his feet were completely unburned and what was left of his legs were still enclosed. So they had, That's the weirdest they part. They had pants. They had socks. They had shoes. Everything. And so, although there was evidence of a fire in the fireplace, there was no evidence that it had spread from there. So, like, there was no, like, trail of fire that would have... One of the um, non-spontaneous combustion theories was that he had somehow managed to, like, set his hair on fire while he was stoking the fire. Mm -hmm. And then sat down in his chair, like, unaware that he was burning. But, like, you're... When you set your hair on fire, it fucking smells. Yeah. Like, it's not... So... Why would you sit down? Anyway. Yeah. The trained crime scene officer who analyzed the place argued that if a man had been sitting down and he realized his hair was on fire, he certainly wouldn't sit there and continue to let it burn. Right. Very fair. Yeah. So in the end, his death was ruled death by burning with no mention of spontaneous human combustion. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. 13 years beforehand, a man named Robert Francis Bailey experienced something very similar a group of office workers where they were waiting for the bus around five in the morning on September 13th, 1967, two days after September 11th. Our nation's <laughs> worst, worst day. day. <laughs> um, and so these group of office workers are just chilling at the bus stop in the very early morning and they see these flames in the upper window of a building. And so they immediately called the police and they rushed to the scene and then they found this body of Robert Bailey. He was a homeless man. The policeman first to the scene reported that a blue flame was being emitted forcefully from a four-inch slit in his abdomen. His teeth were clenched down to the newel or, or down on the newel post of the staircase he had collapsed next to. They managed to extinguish him by forcing a hose into his stomach. Oh my god! They had to like literally douse the fire that was like inside of him. Because it wouldn't go out? Yes. Uh, um, did he was... live? <laughs> um, I don't know. It doesn't say that he died. He's dead. He's got, I mean, he's dead now. This was 1967. But and this was a homeless just... alcoholic man. I'm pretty, I don't think that, they didn't treat them very nicely back then. We don't treat very them very nicely today. That's true. But um, if they had to feed a hose into his stomach. Okay, so listen. So they managed to extinguish him by forcing a hose into his stomach 
But there was no external means of ignition found in his body. He was not a smoker. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a lighter. He didn't have any matches on him. There was no fire anywhere else. He was a known alcoholic, and he was drinking denatured alcohol because it was so cheap, which I think is just, like, the like, stuff that doesn't have any beverage properties in it. Like, you use it to ignite oh, fires like, when okay. you're camping. 151. Or to, like, yeah. Well, even 151 <laughs> is, like, like made lighter dirt. fluid. Like, like, lighter fluid. Or, much. yeah, face toner. Um, <laughs> so one theory was that all of that alcohol in his gut, like, reacted with an igniter, like, a, a mm-hmm. gas in his stomach and, and ignited Jeez. from the inside. Jesus. Um, so let's see this one. Okay. John Irving Bentley was in, and I'm, by the way, getting this all from a mental floss article, which is a pretty good, pretty good read. I recommend everybody head on over there. To mentalfloss.com. Mentalfloss.com slash article slash 22236 slash quick seven cases spontaneous human combustion. Here we go. Check it out. Um, (laughs) So John Irving Bentley enjoyed an evening of visiting with friends at his home on December 4th. 1966, a month after my birthday, a month hey, to the day. Look at all these days. After the day of my birth. Well, I don't think any of these are coincidence. No, I mean, this is, obviously this means something. If you look over here, you'll see my red yarn. <laughs> connecting, connecting all of our fa- What is my face doing on your wall? So John, John was just hanging out with him, some of his friends at around 9 p.m. And they're like, I'm tired, it's time to go home. So they leave. And the next morning, uh, a very nice man from his gas company showed up to check his meter. And he was not there. In fact, instead of him being there, there was a pile of ashes and a leg. It's the legs that don't go. So the meter reader, he noticed a weird odor and saw some blue smoke and and decided to investigate. Blue Blue again? Yeah, blue again. So he finds Bentley's ash body and not burnt right leg. And he runs to go get help, yelling, Dr. Bentley has been burnt up! <laughs> um, oh, at first, it was thought that the elderly man had accidentally set himself on fire with his pipe, but then his pipe was found intact by his bedside. Oh, fuck. So, nevertheless, it, re- it remains the culprit in the case, which, okay, how? The investigators think that he dropped ashes from his pipe in his robe and then went to the bathroom to fetch a pitcher of water to put out the flames. This was supposed by the broken remains of something that may have been a pitcher and by Bentley's smoldering robe, which was found next to the hole that had been burnt through the floor. I just picture a pipe on trial. Okay. So this one's weird because somebody actually witnessed it. There's a woman named Janine Safford, and she was 61 years old, but she had the mental capacity of a six-year-old, which is sad. Hmm. Um, She lived with her father, who was 82, and according to him, he was sitting at the kitchen table with her when he saw a bright surge of light out of the corner of his eye. He turns to ask his daughter if she had seen it, and to his amazement, when he turned his head to look at her, she was on fire, but she just sat still and kept her hands in her lap. Which is the creepiest fucking image I've ever. I don't want it. Seen I don't want to think about it. In my mind, I don't want it. He grabbed her, yanked her over to the sink. He tried to put her out, but he disfigured his hands in the process. Like she was burning so hot. Um, Janine suffered full thickness burns on her face, hands, and abdomen. That means flesh was burnt off down to the subcutaneous fat. Oh, her God. hands and her face were destroyed. She lapsed into a coma and she died eight days later. Oh my God. This is true? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. 
Her combustion is largely unexplained, although an attempt has been made. Supposedly, a speck from her father's pipe had fallen into her clothing sometime earlier. Bullshit. And was bullshit. only ignited when a gust of wind from the opening door fanned it. Oh, that's such bullshit. I mean, really? I All just, of these... And she wasn't an alcoholic either. She had the mental capacity of a six-year-old. And so this is... also isn't fucking Final Destination 3. No. Right, right. So George Mott of Crown Point, New York, was enjoying an episode of The Twilight Zone. As, as you do. The night that he burst into flames. Oh, good. Um, he's said to have remarked that night, nothing weird like that would ever happen to me. Wish it would. <laughs> Be careful what you so wish God for. So God does exist. Touche. <laughs> I smite you. That's what happened there. Um, the smite. next day, oh, I guess this was the night before, so he was like watching it with his buds. Then the okay. next day... His son found three and a half pounds of bone and ash that used to be him. Unlike some of the other people on the list, he wasn't a smoker and couldn't have accidentally touched a cigarette to his clothing or any of those other things. Mm-hmm. He, there was no other means of external ignition whatsoever in his house, and he was a retired fireman. Ooh, So, like, shit. he, out so. of anybody, would know, like, not to leave a candle burn. I mean, even, whatever. Right. Jack Angel, this is a man who spontaneously combusted and apparently survived. He um, said that he went to sleep in his trailer in a hotel parking lot and woke up four days later with burns and blisters all over his body, including a giant hole in his chest. He just casually decided to get up and shower and walk over to the hotel. Yeah, because when oh I wake God, up sorry. with a hole in my chest and burns all over that my body, literally made the me first thing that I want to do is just take a nice shower. Casual. <laughs> That's the last thing. Do not put it. it all your skin will come up. I, yeah. All so your skin he will come up. took a shower and then he decided to mosey on over to the hotel where he <laughs> collapsed, as you like, do. Um, <laughs> help, please. Um, Ding. And so he woke up in the hospital, was so badly burnt that his right hand had become so badly infected and he had to get it amputated at the elbow. The He sued the manufacturer of his trailer's hot water heater for $3 million because, um, I guess... He thought it was the water? Well, okay. I mean, what else can you blame? I mean, the, I guess if he's just looking for something People to think that Angel was taking a shower when the water stopped and he, when he went to go check it, the pressure valve released and the hot water scalded at him. But the doctor who examined Angel signed a report saying that Angel had been burned from the inside out, not the outside in. So, you know, was the doctor mistaken? Was So, there's a lot going on there. But Angel. all these people were ignited from the inside out. It does. Or so it seems. Yeah. Although, like, can we rewind? Is this the grandfather of Nick Angel? Chris Angel. Possibly. This could all be Illusionist. It could all be linked back to it's Chris Angel. all an illusion. So that's that spontaneous human combustion. I'm going to stop it. Stop it. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> I'm going to let somebody else do it. I'll talk. It's your turn. But that was horrifying and and like uh, honestly i thought i thought that looking into it i'd find like oh there's like rational explanations for all of these there's not no there's not this is like one of the very few things from my childhood that like i should still be scared of yes yeah i don't love that you proved that it i really i'm not a fan (laughs) of it either i don't love i'm i I don't love that all right so let's we're gonna take it a uh somewhere a little more specific so y'all don't have to freak out but i could and it's about disturbing twins or mind-reading twins. Okay. And if you guys didn't know, I am a twin myself. I have a twin brother, so we're fraternal. There's nothing better than someone being like, are you guys identical? 
Yes, and we I'm are like identical. I have a penis. I have a penis. Exactly. And I am like two penises. Or or do you guys have the same birthday? No. Well, I mean, I guess <laughs> if you guys were born. No, born midnight, midnight. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. I bet you that's happened, yeah. Um, of course it's happened, but like we never mind. I am going there for spring break for my birthday, and I'm very excited to spend it with my twinny. It's not just yours though, so. <gasps> How's that feel? <laughs> Rude! It's ours. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so I am doing, um, this article calls them uh, Disturbing Twins. Okay. June and Jennifer Gibson. Oh, so like a specific set of twins. Yes. Okay. This was like a very upsetting set. Okay. This is, Is yeah. this going to incorporate my favorite thing? Fully adieu? No. So, the unique bond shared by twins is difficult to describe, much less understand. Twins frequently share unusual traits, one being autonomous language, a form of communication consisting of inverted words, sing-song expressions, and animated gesturing that is understood only by the two of them. But I think, here's the thing, I don't think, that's not hard for me to understand. You shared a womb. Yeah. And especially, like, in the cases of identical twins you shared an egg yeah you shared like a body for yeah, a okay. part of your life exactly me, i really hope he answers but let me just grace whispered a word in my ear everyone that's what just happened hey what's the secret word oh, uh Cucumber? Damn it! You fucker! <laughs> it was sausage! Sausage? Or was, oh no, maybe it was salami. You guys are terrible psychic twins. <laughs> you guys are bad psychic twins. No, but we always, sorry, you're on the podcast right now. We, oh, yeah. <laughs> we are doing like weird twin things and I said that we had a party trick but we are clearly not practice yeah you need to get back you need to grease that wheel a little bit <laughs> all right well love you bye that's my brother ladies he's single and real cute he is really cute so um a strong psychic bond is another unique trait often demonstrated by twins as well as shared intuitions and the unsettling ability to know precisely what their other is thinking, Mm -hmm. Um, even when they're separated. So synchronous posturing and activities also are also eerie characteristics displayed by certain twins, which is funny. We were talking about us and the tethered, Mm -hmm. like how um, the tethered often mimicked motions of the other ones. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. I wonder if uh, Jordan Peele read this same article. Probably. And then was like, I'm going to make that film. Mm Mm-hmm. So June and Jennifer Gibbons were both selectively mute. Um, They were born to West Indian parents and displayed unsettling behavior early on in life, even for twins. Hey, what does that mean? Twins are creepy as fuck. No, they're not. Twins can be creepy. They're real cute. And it's even creepier. I mean, they're adorable, but they're also creepy. Hey. My brother and I were cute as fuck. Yeah, but you guys were adorable. You're made. Twins are made. Have been made creepy through horror films, yes. right? 
Okay. I mean, everybody always, everyone who isn't a Come twin always wanted to be a twin. Yeah. Oh, for like, sure. I mean, Mary Kate and Ashley really like made us. Ve- I mean, I was very jealous of them. Tia yeah, and Tamara in the in the New York. The Parent minute. Trap. I mean, there's a lot of great. There's a lot of good twin content. Yeah, there really was. I mean, fine. And it's creepy. That's creepy as fuck that they're selectively mute. I mean, not that they. Can, well, let yeah, me get. Go ahead let and me talk get about further it. into it. When the family moved to Wales, their differences became much more evident, in part due to the Gibbons being only oh being the only black family in the community, but also owing to the twins' refusal to speak, selective mutes, and an insistence on never being apart from each other. Mm. So, their parents sent them to separate boarding schools. Oh, seems fuck. like a really great plan. That's awful. That's awful. That's so terrible. It's one thing to put them in separate classrooms in the same school. Well, yeah. that was a rule at our school. Danny yeah. and I couldn't be in the same class. Yeah, a lot of times that would make sense. That. Yeah, because yeah, we would just be annoying together and like yeah. it's like put, not putting your you in the same class as your best friend because you're gonna right. be disruptive. Well, the last school that I worked at, we only had one teacher per grade, so all the sets of twins were together. God fucking damn it! And it was it was rough. You know what was really cool is that there were. Um, Five sets of twins and one set of triplets on two pages of the yearbook. Oh, cool. That so is high school? Cool. There were, like, the Gannets, the Gibsons, the Fords, the Youngs, like, the Zamashvili's. Like, they, we were all in the same part of the... Uh, what? That is fucking really cool, number one. <laughs> number two. <This> aggressive. <laughs> can I tell you that in my high school yearbook, there were triplets... Two of them were on one row, and the third was on the row below. God damn it. <laughs> Ellie is very upset by this. It haunts me to this day. <laughs> oh my God. And it's not okay. It's almost Continue. as bad as sending these twins to two separate, separate boarding Okay, schools. so yeah. Thank you. Caroline is the only thing keeping us afloat right now. I don't know how you guys do it without me. We don't really. It takes a long, long time. We do not. It's a lot of editing. It is. It's like we get four hours of content and we're like, well. To be fair, the last time I edited this podcast, I had to cut out five minutes of me singing the entire 50 Nifty United States. (laughs) (laughs) The entire song. There was no need for that. Yeah, we're not going to do it again. We're not going to. Let's do it. No. Okay, so. They were sent to separate boarding schools at the age of 14. So, like, really instrumental time in a young girl's life. Oh, God. Puberty. And you know what I will say? I'm going to drop a little information bomb on you, and then you can continue, and I won't interrupt you again. Being selectively mute at the age 14 is very rare. Mm. It's very rare. Like, all of the students that I've worked with who are selectively mute typically talk especially if they're in school for more than a few years it's very rare to see that mutism continue past the ages of like nine or ten reminds me of the others yes Mm. yeah but that that is very rare to see that Mm -hmm. so once separated the girls withdrew and became literally catatonic I'm sure they can't yeah. survive without each other. So once reunited, they resumed their isolation, but also began demonstrating a creative side, staging plays with their dolls and writing extensively in their diaries. Mm-hmm. Their creativity produced detailed novels, although the subject matter 
sexuality, criminal behavior, etc., was disturbing given their lack of social interaction. Like, how would they know about these things if they have never been exposed to them? This out-of-character behavior eventually led to even more bizarre developments, changing the narrative of the silent twins from interesting anomaly to impossible to explain tragedy. Hmm. So, now age 17, the twins in many ways began exhibiting normal teenage girl behavior, including their first sexual experiences. All right. Were they all together? Hopefully not with each other. <laughs> no, yeah, I was yeah. like, eee. Um, This was followed by other rebellious activities, drinking, marijuana use, Ugh. petty theft. Ugh. Chug, chug, At chug. 17, I, I, I can't believe it. Late bloomers, hey? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, overall, that stuff, I was 17. That was, that was 14, right? Anyway, um, so, an even more jarring, violent behaviors towards one another, um, including attempted murder. Jennifer tried to strangle June, and June attempted to drown Jennifer. So this is us. This is the movie Us. Yes, they are each other's oh, tethers. Oh, wow, yeah. This is, yeah. Literally. This is literally us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're not speaking. <gasps> Jordan Peele! Jordan! We got you! We understand the movie now! Gotcha. Um, these antics soon escalated from youthful shenanigans to criminal behavior when they set fire to a tractor shop, and even more seriously... They vandalized and attempted to burn down a technical school. The latter incident led to their arrest and subsequent commitment to Broadmoor Hospital, which is a psychiatric hospital in Berkshire, England. Both of them? Both of them. Okay. So for 14 years, they remained at Broadmoor, becoming... 14 years? Yeah. They tried to kill people. They burned down... Houses, just, they were oh, very people, cool. people that were in, people were inside the yeah. buildings. Oh, I thought, in my brain, I was like, they set fire to like a random No, building. no. They set fire no, they to the They were like rain. straight up trying to murder people. Yeah. Just typical teenage stuff though. I mean, who among us? <laughs> who's, who's to judge? I remember those days. Like my 17 year old days of arson. Just, <laughs> you know, burning down people's houses, listening to them scream, blaming it on spontaneous human combustion. Hey. No, full circle. Here we go. Um, for 14 years, they remained at Broadmoor, Broadmoor, becoming assimilated enough to join the hospital choir. So they couldn't have been that mute. All right? <laughs> there's no, no such thing as crazy choir people. <laughs> no, there's no such thing as silent. <laughs> hey, there's silent raves. There can be silent fucking quiet. I think they stopped being mute when they started being delinquents. <laughs> they probably had to talk to, like, fine boys to have sex with. I mean, hey, I mean... Maybe not. Maybe not. not. <laughs> Isn't that what men want? So, as the story became more publicized, intrigued journalist Marjorie Wallace attempted to forge a relationship... Eventually gaining their trust, Wallace, after exhaustively researching their diaries, whoa, personal boundaries. That's not okay. They probably gave it to her. But that's weird. How many things are we going to have to go through before people stop fucking keeping diaries? I always get... You're not a murderer. So? Not yet. 
And the minute you murder someone, you're going to write it in your diary and you're going to be found out. No. Rule number one. Well, if you're a murderer, one. write in your diary that you did something totally different that night. Exactly. Oh. Write yourself an alibi. Yep. Oh, she concluded that the twins desperately longed for fame and that their boring behavior was an attempt to achieve it. So they wanted to be notorious. Like, they wanted to be famous. Okay. And look at them now, on this podcast. I mean, <laughs> the height of fame. I want to oh, be famous. God. So Wallace also determined that June and Jennifer felt trapped by their unique bond, with separation being the only solution to the dilemma. Danny and I don't have that problem. Um, so, in 1993, it was decided to transfer one of them in hopes of fast-tracking the rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. However, when Marjorie Wallace met with the girls, expecting excitement and joy for their approaching transfer, she was said taken aback when Jennifer told her, I'm going to have to die. Initially, Wallace tried to laugh this chilling development off, but it was apparent that Jennifer was serious, adding that we've decided... Like, she and her sister have decided that she has to die. For the other one to, like, flourish? I don't know. So, when the, t- the twins arrived at Caswell Clinic in Wales, Jennifer Gibbons was unresponsive. And despite life-saving efforts, she died soon afterwards. Her demise was attributed to sudden inflammation of the heart, or acute myocarditis. What? Can you even make that happen? No, but it's like a broken heart, essentially. Autopsy results, (laughs) ruled out drugs, and foul play, making her death as mysterious and puzzling as her life. Shortly after, Wallace visited June Gibbons, who said, I'm free at last and liberated, and Jennifer has given up her life for me. So they felt like they were, it was, it's like a... Like the tethered. The tethered situation. I cannot. Um, so 20 plus years later, a.k.a. now, uh, June Gibbons has moved back to live near her parents in Wales. She lives alone, no longer under any psychiatric care, and is accepted in her village and is living a totally normal life. So, like, literally her sister had to die in order for her to be a normal person. They couldn't live separately, and they couldn't live together. Exactly. It's fucking terrifying. That is wild. Don't they know (laughs) it's the end of the world. Every time. (laughs) That's just the end of every story. But, like, um... I'm scared now. Why? They scare me. Why? I don't know. That's scary. Just the part where she says, like, I'm free. She's given up my life for right. her. Or, like, and she's like, we've decided I have to die. Yeah. Like, I don't know about that. That was one of those stories that I read, you know, on my, like, nighttime, like, edibles binges. Yes. Where I just, like... She- this is my favorite thing Caroline has ever, ever told me. She eats too much of an edible... Falls onto her side into a YouTube poll 
for six hours. And I always put my laptop on the side like yeah. that. So I, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally feel you on that. I'm in here. But I remember, so I think here. I read like a cracked article about this like a couple years ago and got so fucking scared by it. Like it freaked me. The, I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. Because it's not like you that guys objectively are... of a scary story. No. Something. Well, I mean, I it just, know. it seems it's got that. Why weren't they feeling. talking? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking talk. And how did she die? How? She died of an inflamed heart. But, like, how did that happen when she knew that she was gonna, like... Oh, Joan Harris looked right at her and was like, BAM! (laughs) Yeah. It's time for you to die. No. What's it? Psychosomatic symptoms are real. Symbiotic. No. Science. Yes. I'm doing mine now. Okay. Sex. Uh, Mine's really short. (laughs) Good. Sex. Mine's pretty short. Um, my unexplained phenomena, um, just, it's called the hum. Um, the hum is a phenomenon or collection of phenomena involving widespread reports of a persistent and invasive low frequency humming, rumbling, or droning noise not audible to all people. So like a dog whistle situation. Um, hums have been widely reported by national media in both the UK and the United States. The hum is just what they call all of them, but they've been reported. The most publicized hums are located in Bristol, Taos, and then there's one called the Windsor hum. I thought it was Taos, New Mexico, right? Yeah. Oh. The Windsor hum is in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Bristol is obviously in the UK, and then Taos. Taos, New Mexico. Taos is in New it Mexico. Is a, it's a major city. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I really guess, I suppose I don't super need to talk about what causes the hum because it's aliens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty clear. It's, I mean, I feel like this, is a clear- this episode, Ellie was like, well, there's a very simple explanation for all of these. Aliens. aliens. Yeah. This is like the... The question. It's unclear as to whether all these hums are the same hum or they're all unique. Different things. Mm. Um, which Have I, they been recorded? I'm sure. Yeah. and I've, right. I've, Do they I've, all sound the same? They all have the same frequency. Tone? Okay, that's, Ooh, that's interesting. Weird. Yeah, but they're in completely different parts of the world. And they're very localized. The hum is really localized. So, yeah. like, once you leave these towns... It goes away. Well, because Windsor is across the the Pond. river from Detroit. Like, it's the, it's the town right across from Detroit. Okay. And this doesn't happen in Detroit. Right. So, like, it's they're very localized. So, the essential element that defines the hum is what is perceived as a low-frequency sound that's just constant. Um, often described as being comparable to that of, like, a distant diesel engine idling. So, like... Or, like, a household appliance that's running, Mm -hmm. or... Like a dishwasher. um, Like a dishwasher, or, like, a traffic noise, something, whatever. Um, And all of those sounds have been ruled out. So these aren't... That's not what any... It it isn't anything that anybody can explain. Nobody's been able to explain where this is coming from. Um, There are a number of audio reproductions of the hum, if you Google it. So, if you go on YouTube, people have, like, recreated what it sounds like, so you can hear it. But you can't record it. But you can't record it. Wait, really? It's only what people hear. So, it's unrecordable? 
because not everybody can hear it. That's the problem. Huh. So they can record the frequency, but only very few people can hear it. Is it super high or is it super... It says low. Low frequency. So, so the reason that the people have to recreate it and then put it on YouTube is because if they just recorded it and put it on YouTube, most of us couldn't hear it. Huh. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I always hear the sounds of the anti-loitering machines, like, by electronics in Target or, like, um, in front of stores. Oh, yeah. Wait, I'm trying it's to like, play it. Yeah. To get you for, to not stand there. Yep. Because <laughs> it's only young people are the... And I'm like, still got it. <laughs> still got it. Here's a 42-second People line. in it. Oh. Whoa. That's creepier than I thought. That would make me kill myself. <laughs> That's way more. It is like ominous. It's very sinister. I it's, thought it was like a. Well, it says really low frequency. Um, yeah. That's, that's fucking terrifying. You know what that sounds like is fucking. That, what is the worms? The worm movie. Dune? With David Arquette. Oh, is it the one Tremors? Tremors! Yeah. Yes. That to me That's reminds me of Lords of Salem. It reminds oh, it me of the fourth yeah. kind. Like yeah. Like, yeah. Like that's the type of tone that like is just something is about well, really bad. So is that's, about. Like, yes. that's like a subsonic sound because mm-hmm. that's what they did in the Rob Zombie haunted houses. The subsonics, yep. mm-hmm. and the same with uh, Hell's Gate is they do um, frequencies that are so low that they're like. Well, literally below you. Like all of Billie Eilish's new music. Which I yeah, love. Yeah, I love true. it so much. Um, so other elements seem to be significantly associated with the hum being reported by an important proportion of hearers, but not by all of them. So what that means is some people hear it inside buildings and some people hear it outside of buildings. What? And some people hear it both. I don't like it! Yeah, it's not great. So some people feel vibrations through their body. What? Yeah. Do they just live there and come all the time? And he, Maybe. <laughs> and here's the fucked up part. The people who can hear it, nothing can make it go away. Not earplugs. What about moving? Is it like so tinnitus? So when they leave, the, when they leave the area, it goes away. Yeah, what? so just leave. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just wouldn't live in any of those right, places. Right, exactly. And I think, yeah. So, um... That, because that would drive me fucking insane. Well, right, and you can't get rid of it. Like, so that's, that's scary. Yeah. Because earplugs, like, nothing can make it go away. Because it's like a vibration yeah, inside of your body. Yeah, and you can feel it. Yeah. That's like when I accidentally bought Harper that fishing game that only played Baby Shark. And you almost killed yourself. And I couldn't turn it off. I had no idea. So whenever the game was on, it was Baby Shark. And I was like... And so I threw it away when she was sleeping. <laughs> I don't know where it went, Oops. sweetie. My beef. She doesn't care. She has enough toys. It's fine. It's fine. We're fine. Um, so a study into the Taos hum indicated that at least 2% of people who live there can hear it. That so is low. bizarre. It's low. It's a low. But that's people. not that low. You ready for the weirdest part? Yes. Each hearer heard it at a different frequency. What? So they heard it anywhere from 32 hertz to 80 hertz, hmm. modulated from 0.5 to 2 hertz. So is that intensity or like pitch? I believe it's pitch. I believe that it's pitch. Okay. 
Similar results have been found in the British study. So the same shit happened in the UK. That's so fucking weird. Where they hear it at different frequencies and in a different range. Now, I'm not sure how they determined that. Well, probably they had that the people hum what they're hearing. Yeah. And then, like, different people were humming different noises. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe they played different things mm-hmm. and they could, like, compare it. Yeah. Um, like, different frequencies of other noises. So there's, an approx- so there's approximately equal percentages of male and female hearers. So that didn't have anything to do with it. Age does appear to be a factor with people, most of the people who heard it were middle-aged. Hmm. Wow. Because that's, like, I know when you get older, like, you can't hear really, like... Yeah. Higher pitch sounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um... But, like, why would it be, like, as you get older, why would you be able to suddenly... That's, what the fuck is it? Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. it's, like, the transition between... I'm going to go into a YouTube hole tonight, guys. Here we go. I know. So people have tried to recreate it. Obviously, people have done that on YouTube because they want people to know what it kind of sounds like to the people who can hear it. Um, But obviously, there's a lot of skepticism around if this is an actual sound. Right. Or if it's something that people are just making in their brain. Hmm. Which... That, I, I don't think that people are just making it in their brain because it's so localized. Well, and it goes away when you and leave. And it goes away when you leave. And yeah. so many people have the same, like... People hear it. Yeah. So... I'm gonna go now. What? I'm gonna go. To, to hear it? Oh, no. I was just gonna get up and leave. I, I'm gonna... <laughs> Goodbye. No, I wanna go. To, yeah, to yeah, see if you're one of the people who can, can hear, hear it. it. Yeah. Let's go to Windsor. That's probably the closest one. <laughs> That's actually not that far. I mean, yeah... Um, in 2009, the head of audiology um, at a hospital that I'm not going to try to pronounce in Cambridge said he believed... Oh, his name was David Bagley. 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 Mr. Bag. <laughs> Mr. Bagley. Um, he said he believed that the people's problems with the hum were based on the physical world about one third of the time and stemmed from people focusing to... Fuck you, dude. I'm over you. Did he think it was like tinnitus? Fuck or something? you! He thinks it's goddamn tinnitus. He thinks it's stress. But it it wouldn't it would go away it wouldn't go away when you left. He thinks that it was it's gotta be like, like a some... manifestation of tinnitus. So like you How hate this place so mean? much, and you like you get stressed out when you're my there. Ears and so you ring get... about it. That's no. That's he garbage. said so. He said that he tried to fo- he wanted to take these people and focus on relaxation techniques to diminish stress. And try to get rid of the noise for them. And it didn't fucking work. Obviously. Obviously. Um, Joff. Goff. Joff Leventhal. It's Jeff. Is it G E O F? It's Jeff. Jeff. It's Jeff. Jeff. I like Geoff. I liked saying Joff. <laughs> Joffrey? Um, a, he's a noise and vibration expert, ladies. Hey, <laughs> Um, (laughs) (laughs) so he also was like, yo, y'all need cognitive behavioral therapy. It's in your heads. CBD. Okay. Here are the possible explanations. Here's the end. So number one, aliens. (laughs) Number two, more aliens. Number three, cut off all the dicks. Cut off all the dicks. Okay. Mechanical devices. Tinnitus. Spontaneous auto-acoustic emissions, and I'll go through, like, very split second of each of these, and then animals. Animals? So the... (laughs) Yeah, dude. One of the most um, believed explanations is that it's uh, a mechanical device. So, um, 
It hasn't from been... the city that lives under Taos, New Mexico. Exactly. This episode is us. It is us. There's Even another. It wasn't that big of a fan. Uh, there's a set of unused tunnels underneath the United States, and nobody knows what they're there for. But it's for the it's Taos, for the... New Mexico hum, and they're tethered. <laughs> so, um, basically, whatever people think it's like mechanical sources. There was a West Seattle hum that was traced to a vacuum pump. What? Uh, so to, they resolved that hum? Yep, to offload cargo ships. So there's been hums a lot of places. Likewise, a Wellington hum was from a diesel generator on a visiting mm. trip. Shit. <laughs> Here's the weird part. Here's where one hum in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. One local couple could hear it really loudly and then everyone around them actually traced it to their house what was it like their water heater or something (sighs) they were like incubating some kind of magic they don't know so it said the hum was louder inside inside their house and they believed because their house vibrated in resonance to the 60 hertz hum so their house for whatever reason, vibrated at the same frequency as the hum these people were hearing, and so Absolutely it was really loud in their house. Yeah, that's a haunted ass house. That is a poltergeist. <laughs> yeah, no. Not a house I would live in for very long. So, like, but here's Absolutely the thing: rent fucking not. If I if I were to have researched for this, like I should have. <laughs> I feel like there probably is, has to do with some shit with, like, magnetic fields. Obviously. Yeah, or something. You know? Yeah. So the other one is tinnitus, um, which yeah. is a self-reported disturbance of the auditory system. It's ear, ears ringing. Yeah, you could, yeah, my mom has it. A lot of I people have, have it. it. So anyway, um, whatever. But they said that tinnitus seems to be exacerbated by certain allergens, which can be regional. It's true. Huh. Mine gets so, worse when, like, in the springtime, like now... When the mold comes out, I'll get tinnitus and migraines. Yeah. So that's, some people think that that's like what's causing it. It's like the of your sinuses yeah. and it's like. Yeah. Yeah. And some I'm people, like, yeah. Ah! So that's a, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, spontaneous autoacoustic emissions. Human ears generate their own noises called spontaneous autoacoustic emissions or SOAE. I've been pronouncing it SOA. 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 Okay. <laughs> So various studies have shown that 38 to 60% of adults with normal hearing have them, although a majority are unaware of these sounds. So it's just sounds that your ears make automatically. The people who do hear these sounds typically hear a faint buzzing or ringing, especially if they are in otherwise complete silence, which is like when oh, you're, when you've yeah. watched something loud or you go into other room, you hear like a buzz. Mm-hmm. Um, researchers say that just the Taos hum in particular, this could be a reason for it. And the last one, Grace's favorite, is the gecko. (laughs) No, an animal. So one of the possible causes of the West Seattle hum was related to the midshipman fish, also known as the toadfish. A fish? A toadfish. (laughs) (laughs) I just imagine, like, scores of them coming up from underwater and being like, (laughs) That's the thing, though. This... It's been linked to several hums. That's bizarre. Is this fish? It was the mating call of the male one. <laughs> and need I repeat, men are the problem. All men. Except for you, are serial killers. All men are serial killers and 
all male toadfish are bastards <laughs> and they're causing a hum. Okay? So that's that. Um, that can we just may, say that, that the, the official ghoul gang stance is that all men are serial killers? Every single last one of them. Their dad, men my dad. are their problem. <laughs> Your brother, my brother, every brother. Every brother. Your boyfriend, your husband, yeah. your son, your tiny son. He's a serial killer. They're all serial They're killers. They're all serial the, It's a problem. All of them, all men. There all men. is no exceptions to this rule. Aileen Warnos is <laughs> innocent. She's not. No, she's not. A man. So she's innocent. <laughs> 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 um, so anyway, basically this toadfish is a bastard, and here you go. You can hear him. Oh. <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> Persistent hum, though. That's not a pr- like anybody. But maybe at the way it echoes through the water. Or I guess if there's a lot of them doing it at the same. Yeah, time. Yeah, they're all doing it at the same time. Uh, 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 uh. So I'm just. Oh, we all are. <laughs> so anyway, it's probably a male toadfish, or aliens. Aliens, which is. I that mean, could be. Uh, I mean, the answer for all of these I mean. things. But there's also like um, humming. Uh, giraffes also hum. Some of the other reasons are... Uh, That's probably what it is in Canada. There's a lot of giraffes around. You there's know? a lot of giraffes. Bears. Um, submarines. Oh, yeah. Submarines oh. could be causing it. Um, something called a skyquake, which is a real phenomenon. It's when the sky goes boom for no apparent reason, and then it causes the hum. No! We were talking about this before you got here, where people hear just like a boom, and they can't... It's called a fucking skyquake. That what Which is a whole happened in Los Angeles, uh, or maybe I think it was in the same. I don't know. Something happened somewhere in California a couple years ago, where like a bunch of people reported hearing this thing. Yeah. But you, I want before. You, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. A skyquake can also be called a planetary fart. <laughs> <laughs> you um, know what I think is hilarious is when Skyx did their first launch and didn't tell anybody. SpaceX. SpaceX. Yeah, and it like and everyone, everyone thought it was, was an like. Alien. <laughs> I mean, looking at it, it really did look like a bomb or an alien. It looked like a bomb was coming to Earth. Immediately, I would see that and be like, oh, cool, cool. Like, literally on Instagram, everyone's like, tonight's the night. Yeah. We're done. It's over. Um, And And I was like, fuck you, Elon Musk, you super villain. Might be an Earth fart. Um, (laughs) The last explanation is there is a very particular whale that can make... But it's a very particular type of whale that can produce a 52 hertz sound. I guess the whales of New Mexico just, they're all over the place in the desert. (laughs) This whale. And and what was weird was we never found the whale. Oh, I thought you meant whale like W-A-I-L. Oh, so there's like, like, no, an animal whale. So they've heard like a, what sounds like a whale call in the ocean that is Mm -hmm. at this exact same frequency. Yeah, haven't you heard? It's called the the boop or the bloop? Oh, yeah, the bloop. Yeah, I've heard the yeah. bloop. What? Yeah. This is common knowledge. Grace. Are you... Here's... What? You need to go home. 
You need to get. You need to get on YouTube. Eat an edible. Stay up really late. And get yourself on YouTube. It sounds like a great idea. Um, An upsweep. I'm over this, you guys. Are you over it? Yes, I'm over it. Okay, cool. Did anyone watch anything great? Um, I started watching that Hulu show, The Act. The Act. Yes. And we talked about it last week. Oh, did you? Did you like it? I have problems with it. Me too. Because. It's okay. Like, I think it's good, the show, but like, that girl, Gypsy, did not want them to make that show and is like really upset about it and it's like and it's like they're very much exploiting her fucking like years of trauma like she literally grew like I mean I I just and like the thing that really got me was I was reading an article about it where like Gypsy like came out and was like I'm really against this I'm gonna sue them for using my life story or something and like the one of the writers had the most patronizing fucking response to this where they were like Gypsy doesn't understand the real world she was sheltered her whole life she didn't mean it and it's like that's a really fucking patronizing thing to say she about somebody. She doesn't have special needs, you asshole. She's no. a fucking human. She's a, a grown-ass woman who was tortured for the first 23 years of her life by her mother mm-hmm. and, like, literally had to kill her to get away from her. And, like, you're you're basically being like, she doesn't get how the world works. Like, fuck you. She gets how the world works. She's pissed at you for using her life story as entertainment. That's, yeah. like, one of the most disgusting things that people can do is, like, treat yeah. people like they're less not. than human. Especially yeah. after what she's been through. Exactly. And she's, like, not a dumb girl. Like, I, I mean, I watched that documentary, The Mommy Dead and Yeah, Dearest Mommy Dead Even if she was, let's say she did have special yeah. needs. Fuck you for exploiting her. <laughs> like... You guys, I still really like the show. I I do like the show, and I think you know they're all they're really amazing. I mean, the acting the is show really is, good. I'm I mean I'm watching it. Because I feel like what's her face mommy is dead and dearest opened it up. Like she, I'm I'm. Let me just play devil's advocate here. She put it out there. She did. Okay, just listen to what the screenwriter said though. So she was basically being like, I'm gonna sue them for using my life story or whatever and like With actually the one she put out she was a part of it yeah yeah and she was like a full yeah she was yeah. like she was telling her own story but, but they, took a, they, they took a lot of liberties with it they took a lot of liberties and like so but they say that in both the beginning and yeah, the end they, of the show they do yeah but like i yeah. just i mean i wouldn't want to see like the worst things that had ever happened to me somebody like portraying them on screen i understand yeah but so the the screenwriter said Unfortunately, Gypsy has been very sheltered her entire life. For her to make that statement that she was going to sue them, she didn't know what she was saying. Based on her limited understanding of how the real world works, being sheltered, she doesn't understand the process. Oh. It wasn't like she was trying to mislead anybody. Um, she's oh in my prison. God. Doesn't that make you like... She's in prison. All they do is talk about lawyers and like criminal cases. Fuck yeah. off. Even if she, like, because they were saying like she doesn't actually have the right. Like she can't sue them. Like, it, like they didn't do anything illegal. Eat my butt. But like at the same time, like she's totally allowed to feel shitty How about this. Feels. Yeah. And I, I do like the show. And I. Yeah. But I, I think feel Patricia, I'm Patricia con- Arquette. Is, is amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, the acting in that show amazing. is fantastic. The story is super compelling. I try and separate it from I just feel, real. like, shady about watching it because yeah. I know that the person who I'm watching being portrayed on screen is, like, not happy about it, and that makes me feel shitty. Mm-hmm. But I, again, I'm, I'm watching it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. So. I'm so. I'm going to watch it. Um, 
Yeah. What else have we... I watched um, season three of The Santa Clarita Diet. Oh, I've been watching that too. It's not as good as the first two. It's not as good, but, but I still, still think it's so cute. Yeah. I still never made it through the first It's gory. Episode. Oh, dude, the first episode is awful. You cannot watch the first episode. No. I watched the first episode and was like, this is trash, and put it away for six months, mm-hmm. and then was like... But I really liked you. That's like how I'm just gonna try. So I then I started the second episode and I was like cry laughing by the third episode. Yeah, that's why I started the Good Place again. Oh, because it's fucking amazing. Yeah, and you were like, you have to get past the first episode, and I was like, isn't that that's the one that they get judged on? Yeah, that's the pilot, bitch. I mean, I like the first episode of the Good Place, but the Santa Clarita Diet. I think they just came on way too strong with the gore in the first episode. Yeah. And it threw me the fuck up. And yeah. the, like they had, they didn't have. I just like, think Josh Duhamel's hot as fuck. He's so hot. He's like a dirty hot. He's like a dirty hot. He's Josh like, Duhamel. Oh, not Josh Duhamel. What's his name? Oh, the dad in that. Yeah, the dad yeah he's really, really cute. Oh, yeah, he Josh looks like Josh Duhamel. They kind of look alike. They do. They do. What's, okay, what's his real name? Let me see. I also watched the second season. Timothy Oliphant. Yes. Timothy Oliphant. Poor Timothy Oliphant has the same face as Josh Duhamel. And I mean, there's another actor that kind of looks like him. Honestly, good for both of them. Like, Seriously, that's a good face. It's a good it's a face great, to It's a great face. Um, I don't know what else I've watched. I haven't, I've been watching a lot of, oh, Emily and I have been watching just 72 episodes of Jeopardy a night. Yeah. What do you guys, 90? Yep. <coughs> sure are. It, like, puts us to sleep, and then yeah. we can just no, go to bed. Sense. Yeah. Um... That's about it. The Santa Clarita Diet. Lots of uh, Food Network, HGTV. The Magicians. The Magicians. The Magicians. I also, I want to start the Umbrella Academy. (gasps) It's so good. uh, Yeah, I just started it It reminds me so much of The Magicians. It's so good. My headcanon is that it's in the same world. The only thing that... like, the way that that it's... Just, it makes sense that it's in the same universe. The only thing that weirded me out is when the monkey came in. In the first episode, I was like... But he, he turns out to be a pretty cool dude. No, yeah, no, for sure. But I was just like, everything was totally normal up until then. And then there was this walking, talking monkey in a suit. Hey, and I was like, huh. When the fuck does scary stories to tell in the dark come out? The I summer. I saw a trailer for it. June, I believe. Okay. It looks pretty good. I mean, it looks... It looks scary. It does look pretty scary. I hope they do the spider face one. They do, they do. It's yes. in the trailer. Yes. Yeah. Really? It's a fucking trailer, yeah. Oh my god. Well, kids. I'm this tired. is at 3,000 measures. I mean, we. Are you fucking kidding? No. We've been here for four hours. Four and a half? Well. Four and a half hours. Two of them were done eating and fucking around. Yeah, well, you know. You're saying eating and fucking. I'm like, Grace. No! I mean, that was private. I thought that that was something that we were going <laughs> to That was between the three all of right, us. All right, all right, all right, all right. Follow us on Instagram. Give them hell with an E. Grace's Gold. Coraline Maria. Ghoul Gang Podcast. Give us your scary stories at ghoulgangpodcast at gmail.com or you will never hear them again. Okay. <laughs> Bye. 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 Why does the sun go on shining? Why does the sea rush to shore? Don't they know it's the end of the world? Cause you don't love me anymore.